This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, uh, Matt, before we get started here, I just wanted to remind folks that uh, today through April 9th, we're yeah. going, this is ongoing through April 9th, Steeler fans have the opportunity to go online and cast their vote for who they think should be included in the Hall of Honor class. Oh, nice, yeah. Uh, for 2021, this is an annual fan activity on Steelers.com and the Steelers app that uh, has garnered a good bit of interest the last few oh, years. Yeah. Everybody wants to have a, <laughs> have a, a say in the matter. A, a yeah. say in the matter. The fan vote, which runs uh, for a month. They've been doing this for now for a couple weeks. It's factored into the planning for the Hall of Honor, by the Hall of Honor Committee. Bob Labriola, who was our guest on Wednesday, sits on that. Nice. Uh, they then decide who the Hall, Hall of Honor Class of 2021 is later this year. Uh, as part of that, uh, to help raise awareness for the ability of fans to cast their vote, um, you know, we're, we're mentioning this now. Yeah. Get on there. Yeah, it could be it, yeah. it could be a player, a coach, a, a, a personality. I guess Myron Cope. I say Myron Cope said yeah. it this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that segment. Uh, you can. You can. Uh, it can be from the 50s, the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and even the 90s. Yeah. So it Very doesn't cool. have to be. Yeah. So you can get thought. The player has to have been retired. For former players, they have to have been retired for at least three seasons. Mm-hmm. They must have played for the Steelers for a minimum of three seasons. That just, yeah, okay. that makes sense. And they should possess noteworthy career highlights, records, and achievements. Well, yeah, yeah, I would say that goes without saying. There's yeah. plenty of those to pick from and from this organization. Yeah. Um, so you can go and check that out. Uh, go to Steelers.com or look on the Steelers app. Get your votes in now uh, and later this year. Those uh, those will be tabulated and factored into yeah. who gets into the Hall of Honor Cool, you have a say, and there's a lot to pick from. I mean, a I've seen some of the from. lists. I mean, there's a lot to pick from. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. The second somebody, like, when Fanica gets inducted to the Hall of Fame, he'll go on there immediately. He's already right? in. Okay, now. yeah. Yeah, he they, went in last year or two years ago. Oh, okay. Remember. Yeah. Or, but anyone that goes yeah, into If you're the in the Hall of Fame, Fame, you're automatically, like, you're already yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's so, you yeah. Know. Yeah, yeah. But there's still a ton of stud players and, you know, coaches and personalities and stuff. Yeah. Too, Fortunately so. for the Steelers, uh, Donnie Schell, um, Bill Nunn. They were already on there. Those huh? guys are already in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they were honored. By the Steelers before the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, the news of the day. It's of the hour. I yeah. mean, to the last half hour. Shaking, uh, moving and shaking in the NFL draft here. That uh, And we'll do uh, our mock draft in a later segment today. But, my goodness. Uh, I think it's really telling. I mean, it's, it's big trade. You don't typically see this kind of movement a month out from the draft. And that's where we're at right now. We're a month out from the draft. I think teams know what's going to happen. You know, I mean, I think they're getting a better idea now that the pro days are starting to wrap up, right? Uh, yeah. That kind of stuff. But the the Miami Dolphins and Forty ers made a trade. Uh, the Forty ers got the third overall pick in this year's draft from the Dolphins. Miami gets the number twelve overall pick this year, a twenty twenty two third round pick, and San Francisco's twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three first round draft yeah, picks. Yeah, a lot. Then Miami went ahead. And moved at that number 12 pick. They moved up with Philadelphia, which is six. Six, yeah. Uh, trading one of their future, I think the, the 2022. One of those, pick, some yeah, future one first, of those 2022 first-round yeah. draft picks could, because they now had two. And the, and the 12th pick overall this year to move up to six 
this was like and there with, was some mid-round stuff yeah around this was within too. like 20 minutes of making that deal with the the of dolphins course they, they apparently they'd that. already been yeah. talking you'll make deal one yeah. without knowing deal twos ago yeah so where do you want to start i mean Actually, let's start here. I mean, we're sitting here in the studio recording this a little after two. These things just happened within the last half hour. And coincidentally, or maybe not coincidentally, Zach Wilson's been on TV throwing at his pro day. He weighs in today at 215, I think, right in that neighborhood, and a little over 6'2". That was one of the, the yeah. not, you know, what are we worried Which about? Which is fine. Which is fine. I mean, as long as he's not tiny and skinny, great. Yeah. You know, so he passed. He checked that box. I think we know, and the league just told us, the first two picks are going to be Lawrence and Wilson. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, without question. So the Niners are in love with Fields or Lance, and they're going to get them. They're going to get them. And they're going to get them. And it cost them a lot. But it didn't cost them any players this year. They were in the Super Bowl a year ago. They get Bosa, Kittle, brought back Trent Williams. They have a pretty loaded squad if they have a difference maker at quarterback. Pretty loaded division, though, too. Loaded division. They were the fourth-place team in that division last year, mostly a lot because of the injuries. And that uh, next week, the owners are going to meet to vote on the 17-game season, Mm -hmm. which will line up the AFC North against the NFC West. Ah, so we're going to get to see those guys. So you're going to see the Steelers host the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. The Ravens will host the Rams. Okay. The Browns will host the, the Cardinals. Oh, they all going to be in the AFC as home team. This yeah. Year. Okay. And then Cincinnati gets the 49ers. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah. I mean, none of those are easy games. None of those are easy games. They're not probably thrilled about playing the North either. Those top. Right. Uh, does right, it? Pretty yeah. two, maybe the best two divisions in the league. At their places, too. And, yeah. In this this side of the country. Um, so I think the Niners think, hey, we're a big time contender. I think they, I pretty much know they kick the tires on the Watson move. Yeah. Maybe there's another shoe to drop, and you can get another pick back with move on to from Jimmy, save a little cap space, or maybe he's the opening day starter and Lance and Fields wait yeah. their turn. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like if they think that they're a Super Bowl contender, uh, I can't imagine they go with one of the backups again to start the year and wait for the kid to get ready. Right, yeah. and they haven't even got him in the building yet. Yeah, you, I mean, can, I mean, you could trade. Uh, Jimmy was a, a midseason trade to begin with. Right. Oh, be, let's do a couple years ago. Yeah. 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 Without question. You know. Um, so, and I assume they think their future picks will be late, hopefully 32nd. You know, they don't plan on picking in the top five again. Miami, to me, well, first of all, I think Miami and Philly both put their money where their mouth is and says, we like our quarterback, our, our, yeah. our second-year guy. We're fine going in with them. And they should. I mean, they, they just drafted him. They just, just drafted him, <laughs> I mean, especially Tua, who was a right. super early pick. And I, do, I, I didn't love Tua. This, Tua didn't play well this year. But I felt felt like he was unjustly criticized. I mean, at this point, he wasn't even working out a year ago. I mean, he's still coming over a major injury, no preseason, any of that stuff, bad line. Their receivers weren't good, yeah. you know. I'll be honest. I didn't love him to begin with. I didn't either, and I still don't, but I still think the general public's been I think like, he's, uh, too hard on I him. I think he's more Teddy Bridgewater than he is Joe Namath or something yeah, like that. Yeah, than Superstar. Yeah. I agree. I'm watching his tape. I think actually going to Alabama hurt him a little bit because he, he had to throw to tight, tight windows in Miami. Yeah. Because none of those guys got any separation, even by NFL standards. He did not have to do that at Alabama. See, that had to be night and day for him. Yeah. You know? Did you see, by the way, did you see the Nick Saban video from today? No. It was a video of Saban talking about how the college game has changed. Hmm. And he said, yeah, we had to make a uh, – we, we gave up 19 points per game this year. 
which yeah. is six above like what we usually like to give up. Like what we, we think, like what we think is average, game. what yeah. we think should be average is 13 points a game. He said, but we still led the SEC in scoring defense. Okay. He said, it's, he said, basically what he said is about five years ago, we decided that it's impossible given the spread offenses, the fact that you're allowed to block ahead of a, a, a pass downfield now mm-hmm. in the game that the rules to, to play general. defense in, in this, in the league anymore. So now you you know you just have to outscore the other team. The NFL is very much the same way. Yeah, they're very much the same. I mean, and, and I that's what I, I I copied the tweet and I, I said this is this applies to the NFL as well. Like Without you question. know, yeah. you're not going to see teams, you know, give up 15 points a game or 14 points a game over the course of a season unless they have a yeah. really, you know, the Patriots were doing that two years ago. For a stretch and playing yeah. against really bad quarterbacks yeah, to do so it. If you get lucky with the. The schedule. You create a lot of turnovers, yeah. and the schedule has to go your way. And But if you do it over – no one's going to do it over a 30-game stretch. It's just not going to – It's a 10-game yeah. stretch. You know, it's just small sample sizes in the league. So Miami, to me, Tua and the Dolphins, to me, are the biggest winners. Yeah. Because they go from three to six in the end. Get an extra third an extra picture, first, an extra first and an extra third To move this back year. three spots. Yeah. Knowing that three guy, three quarterbacks are going to be gone in the top six, and on my hunch is they're going to take Sewell or Chase or Pitts or Waddle or Smith that they would have taken a three. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. You know who else is, is a beneficiary of this? A team like the Bengals and Atlanta. And Atlanta. Well, because now everybody's yeah. going to call them. Right now, everybody's going to call Atlanta. The Bengals weren't going to take a quarterback. No. So now, if somebody else moves up into that. It, with Atlanta, mm-hmm. we could have four quarterbacks in the top. We could have four. four quarterbacks, and then the Bengals get their pick of whoever they wanted. Yes, right. Sitting at five, and now they have their pick of their top two. Right before it could have been their top three. Right. So they definitely benefit. They want every quarterback to go in before five as possible. Right. Now we're assured of three. Yeah, because that's one. You know, when you do mock drafts, you end up with the Bengals taking one of three guys. The Bengals take Pitts. The Bengals take Chase, or the Bengals take Sewell. Yes, I think they would prefer Sewell. I would imagine. Yeah. And there's a much better chance he's there now. Yeah. And probably a worse chance Miami gets sold. But so be it. They're happy with Chase right. or whoever. Or maybe or, they move up to four. They, 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 <laughs> move too. they have the firepower to do anything they want. Yeah. And I can't imagine they would do that, though. You had a great point about Miami, too, before we went on the air. Let's say Tua stinks. Well, you gave him every, every chance to succeed this year, and you have more draft capital than anybody still. Yeah, you got two first round draft picks. They'll move up next yeah. year, you know, and, and you got all these picks. You got Houston's second rounder this year, too. I mean, they, they're going to add a lot. Yeah. And they may even trade back again and pick up another first next year. Who knows? You know, like, there's a lot of options for them. Um, so I think they made out the best. Philly, every mock you see, that six pick was always a little hairy. Like, there wasn't an obvious fit. Yeah. Pitts is great, but they have Goddard. Chase would be fine, but he might not be there. Probably not going to go quarterback. There's no defensive player to take. Sewell doesn't make it past the Bengals. Yeah, and I'm not sure they'd even take a tackle. I mean, their line returns. And they need a lot of stuff. Cornerback would make a lot of sense for them as well. Yeah. You know, now at 12, it makes much more sense. It makes a lot more sense. Or Micah Parsons. I mean, they need a lot of things. They're totally rebuilding. Cap's been hitting them hard. They need to bring in a lot more young. And now they have a, now they have another first round pick next year. If Jalen Hurst doesn't work out, right? You know, so they have fallback plans too. 
All three of them, it makes a ton of sense to me. It's an aggressive move by the Niners. It's a really aggressive move by the Niners. And the boy, Justin Fields a year from now thrown to Ayuk. And here's Debo the, here's and the question. Are there going to be any teams left in the NFC West who have first-round draft picks in the next couple of years? Yeah, right, 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 right. It's a good point. And the Cardinals just keep bringing in every old dude from five, they were good five years ago. It's too. an yeah, like the Rams have traded like they've they're done. They keep punting on first-round draft picks. Now the Niners yeah. don't have a pick first-round pick the next uh, after this year for the next two years. Yeah, like Seattle and the Rams never a first-round pick. Yeah, you know they don't care about them. And, and when Seattle does have a first-round pick, they use it on somebody that nobody had ranked as a first-rounder. <laughs> Rashad Penny or yeah, all year. You know, like, Got in fifty picks later. <laughs> they they know they're not good at it. You're right, and the, the, those two teams certainly philosophically aren't. They they build differently. There's no doubt about it. And boy, this is an aggressive move by the Niners. I like it. Yeah. Um, I just wonder if it's Fields or Lance. It does make you wonder. Like there was uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, there were rumors that the Bears had offered a bounty for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they included like three first or the next three first round draft picks and yeah. all kinds of stuff. A couple of starters and right, right. Um, but none of them are premium picks. Probably is like yeah, the Bears are picking twentieth this yeah. year. It's not like it's you know. I 10. mean, if I'm Seattle, you have to consider that. But the mo- the man in charge is an old coach. Yeah, does he want to rebuild again? And they don't have they don't have a quarterback waiting in the wings. And that's what I was going to say. And making that deal doesn't get them a quarterback. They would have had to have been the team then that trades that tenth pick and their first round pick and two or the twenty yeah to, get the three to go up to get right. the yeah to go get the quarterback. There's yeah there's no path that's obvious to okay you're giving me a young quarterback or you, at least give me Tua and a first you know what I mean yeah. like there's nothing there you're you're running out. You know, Tyrod Taylor for a year type of guy, you know? And he's not even available now. Well, that's what I mean. Somebody <laughs> like that. So, does Pete Carroll want to do that? No. Yeah. Speaking know. of which, our old buddy uh, Joe Flacco got signed uh, yeah. by the Eagles on uh, earlier this week. Couldn't be any different than Jalen He Hurst. could not. Like, I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think Joe's exactly the mentor McCown job type either. Yeah. I, I didn't understand that at all from the Eagles. Where was I going with this though? There was some of their, but they're definitely numbers. now out of the quarterback market. Like that was, there were some rumors that right. oh maybe the Eagles go get a quarterback this year. Maybe they're not completely sold on Jalen Hurts. Well, now they're back at twelve. It's going to be Hurts. It's going to be Hurts. See, but the other teams that affect to me are, you know, like I thought New England was really set up maybe to move up. Well, now there's only two quarterbacks left, and right? Maybe only one. I mean, depends what you think of Jones. I don't think Jones is in the top five. Or in the top four, you know, I think. I don't even think he's a first rounder, to be quite honest with you. But I bet he goes before the Steelers. Somebody asked me about that. This, you know, would you? uh, It was on 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 DKPittsburghSports.com. Would you? uh, Would you take Mac Jones at twenty four? I'm like, no, I wouldn't. No. And and you know, why not? I said he's Mason Rudolph. Right. You know, he's not super athletic. He's an accurate passer. Okay, great. Sure. Sure. But is he any is he is he markedly better than than Rudolph? I don't know that for sure. I mean, I, I'd trade I'd, Rudolph for Jones right this second. Yeah, but you got but not the expensive first round pick. I, I think you know when you if you look at Jones as a standalone player, mm-hmm. he's a second or third round draft pick. Tools without question. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, above the shoulders, he's a first rounder. And as I I said, if you took Kyle Trask, who played mm-hmm. at Florida, put him with Alabama, and put Jones at Florida. Are we talking about those guys in reverse order? Right. Is Trask now the right, first right, right. He's the he's the fifth quarterback. You got to take him, and Jones is a third round pick. No, I think that's very possible. I mean, he's coming off a ridiculous year. 
but very few quarterbacks come in the league and win with their mind. That takes time. You know, that's unless you could the, you could have found a lot of quarterbacks in college football this year who would have gone out and had success. Had success with with, sure. with what Alabama oh, yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, without question. Um, but I think all of a sudden, like, I thought Denver was in a really good shot to you know move from eight to five and get a quarterback. Yeah. Like, I bet Atlanta's phones are ringing off the hook now. Like, if that was my plan, if I'm New England or Denver, Chicago and Washington have too far to go, probably, and Carolina. Carolina yeah. in particular, they've just flat out said, we're going to go get a quarterback. Like, will they give the Falcons the farm and will Atlanta deal with the division? Or does, the this, does this change the, the, the Sean Watson conversation? He's got to get himself out of his own Hot trouble. water, yeah. Right. I mean, if he were available, I think he's dealt already. I think he's a Panther or a Bronco. Or if you're the, uh, if you're the Panthers, do you call the, the Seahawks and say, hey, we'd like Russell Wilson to come back to, to Carolina? Mm-hmm. Where he started his career, um, we get the, you know, we're sitting here with the eighth overall pick. Maybe we give you a, a little sweetener with that and take Teddy for now. That's not too. Appealing, Teddy stinks. Teddy stinks. Teddy stinks. Right. I'm just thinking back to the, the the Seahawks conversation. Yeah, but who's my quarterback on opening day? Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I think Carroll thinks he could maybe win the Super Bowl this year if him and Russ can kiss and make up for a year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. The, the whole the whole thing, you know, when you look at it. This is just the first move of many. Right. Actually, the first two moves of many. Because I don't think Darnold's going to be a Jet. No. I don't know if Jimmy will stay in in San Fran. Uh, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe they, maybe both those guys stick around until they can really get their price for them. It's interesting, though. I mean, are the Bears happy they settled for Andy Dalton? Is Washington happy they settled? Nobody's ever Patrick? happy they right, settled right. for Andy Dalton. But that doesn't mean they're moving. But what, are you done. know, we went over this earlier in the week. There's just nothing left on the on the free agent market. No, there's not much more to grab. I mean, they at least have somebody they can line up with and play on opening day. It's not great. It's not great. Yeah, and it's not the long term answer. But like Washington's offense is kind of appealing right now. You know, yeah, he, he's a lot more aggressive than Alex Smith. Still floating around out there. <laughs> no I mean, I could see teams being interested in Darnold. I could see teams wanting to move up to four or five now to be the last one to get one of those top four. But I'm I'm not taking Alex Smith. I saw a thing. Uh, I can't remember where I saw it. Um, I read so much stuff. That, mm-hmm. uh, somebody said that they had talked to a bunch of uh, personnel people around the league, and they said the the fascination – that the media has with Sam Darnold is not shared I've by teams. I've heard that too. Like the, the I mean, te- tape's pretty bad. Teams think he stinks. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the Jets, you know, the, you're hearing things like, we might not take Wilson at two. That's just trying they're, to, they're to pretend that they yeah. love Darnold. And, yeah. and I think they – oh, the draft starts at four for me. Yeah. I mean, I mean I that's, the third guy's going to be, but that's when it gets interesting. I, that's, a, that's the next question with this, you know, because Fields and Lance are similar. Very similar. Yeah. I don't know which one I'd take. You know, like I think the obvious thought is Fields is from the bigger school. He was a higher recruit. But Trey Lance is, is way above him mentally at this point. I mean, he's changing protections and doing yeah. things like that. But in Shanahan's scheme, uh, we were talking about Fields on the air with Stan. He said, is, could Fields be the pick of three? And I first I thought of that. And I'm thinking – my knock on Fields is he's a little bit of a see-it-and-throw-it guy. Yeah. And if it's not there, I'm going to run, and I'm great at it. So that's worked my whole life. 
But in Shanahan's system, that's not the worst weakness to have. Play action. Right. If, I mean, everything's very Take quarterback off. friendly. <laughs> if it's there, it often is. Yeah. Let it go. I mean, it's almost going to be there. You know, it looks like may run the Ravens' offense with be, with better receivers. With better receivers, better after the catch, more diversity. Yeah, without question. You know, Trent Williams is your left tackle. I mean, throwing to Ayuk and Debo and Kittle after the catch. I mean, one thing about. Fields is he's very accurate. I mean, when he has time and lets it go, traditionally, I mean, he puts it where it needs to be. Yeah, much more so than Lance. Yeah, I think that's one of the things too. Uh, speaking of the Ravens, that that is kind of getting overlooked around the league. Yeah, they made a, a nice a signing with Zeitler. Yes, but they've lost everywhere else. I'm glad they you keep that up. they keep getting shit like. T.Y. Hilton signed yesterday, and he said, yeah, I, I, I had a better offer from the Ravens, but I didn't want to go there. Yeah. Uh, and that's been like five receivers in a row now that have basically said that. They can't get a wide receiver, so their wide receiver room isn't getting any better. No. They don't have any edge rushers. No. And the edge rusher thing doesn't worry me as much for them. They'll blitz a lot. Because they'll blitz like yeah. crazy. And, you know, they'll... They just might not get there because the guys they have right. rushing right, right. Are just aren't very good. But it, like when Juju came out and said, I turned down more with the Ravens, I kind of laughed about it, to be honest. I'm like, that's a smart PR yeah. move. You know, tell the Steeler fans that the hated Ravens, you'd rather be a Steeler. I turned down the Chiefs. They're the best offense in the world. Every Steeler fan will love you even more for it. Smart, Juju. Yeah, that yeah. makes you look a little better. But then when other guys do it, nobody and wants to go there. Yesterday, nobody wants to play there. If you, you were know? a receiver, you would, would, would you want to play there? Like, you're not going to go go there. They don't throw me the ball. And even yeah. when they throw it, it might not be on Right, on target, and they want me to block all the time. Yeah, you think T.Y. Hilton wants to go block sixty-five percent of the snaps? No, <laughs> you know what I mean. That is that's not his game. And, yeah, right. I, I could see Sammy Watkins being their best option, and that's he'll get hurt in week five. You know, yeah. he's not great to begin. He'll with. get hurt blocking. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no, I think that's true. I mean, you hate to be in this situation, but they might have to take a receiver in round one. And what are you going to might get be the only way right? that they can do it. It's the only way they can get better. Um, Marquise Brown did play better for them down the stretch, but he's a certain he's not a number. He's not a number one. He's not number one. Yeah. You, know, you need the route runner. You need the get off press coverage on third and eight, running out, and the ball's on time, and move the chains. And I you mean, hold on to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I always talk about this with them. They've always had Bolden or Steve Smith or who was the one before that. I mean, they've always Derek had Mason. Yeah, and, Mason. Yeah. yeah, the old school that's going to the ball. I mean, third and five, it's going to him, and everyone in the stadium knows it. They don't have that guy at all. They don't have that guy, and that guy doesn't want to sign there. And that guy doesn't want to sign there. Juju would have been that guy for them. He would have been their version of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that guy wants 10 to 12 targets every week. Yeah. Because he deserves it. He gets open. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting part of of this offseason as well. But, uh, uh, yeah, just an interesting day around the NFL uh, with all the moving and shaking that's going on here. And And in case um, people haven't heard, Fournette is now – Buck, I've been getting a lot of questions. Should he Steelers go get Fournette? I don't think that was ever. What's the other? Uh, I, I did want to touch on this real quickly. The last two days, we've seen the Jets sign Matt Breida. Mm. We've seen Fournette sign with Tampa. Didn't Tevin Coleman go somewhere too? Uh, yeah, I think Tevin Coleman. I can't remember where he signed. I but can't he, remember either. Uh, but you're seeing I he was a Jet. Maybe he's they, a Jet. No, the, oh, that's right. The Bills signed Breida. Bills signed Breida. Yeah. That's so some of these teams that that we'd been mocking perhaps a running back to. In the first round, or even Tampa's the first not going to take one now. Tampa's not taking a running back. No, I don't know that Breida moves the, the the mark. But now they have three. Now they've got three NFL backs. See, I don't think they take one in round one. Yeah, I think they wait, maybe even in round three or four. Yeah, 
I wonder if teams are looking at this running back draft class and going, okay, this isn't great. We better sign one of these older guys. Right, at least as insurance. As a placeholder here. And the Jets have a lot of other needs. I mean, I'm sure Tevin Coleman's not. In, if they love Najee Harris, they're not going to be like, well, right. we got Tevin Coleman, we're set. Yeah. <laughs> but no. the other two, I don't think, are in the market anymore. Yeah, I think I think Tampa Bay, like when we've done our mock drafts, Tampa Bay's one of the teams that wants to move up, and, all, and they pretty much they take ATN or something mm-hmm. like that. That's not happening, though. Or if the Steelers are moved to 24 to, to 35, you know, the Tampa's not one you have to worry about. And you know what? I don't know that Atlanta is anymore either. Mike Davis is good. Yeah. They just have so many other needs. They're not going to take one at four. We know that. Right. They could take one in the second round, but their defense is a mess, you know. Yeah. They could trade out of four and end up with a lot of picks and end up taking a back. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, this is, again, we're a month out from the draft. Yeah, it doesn't happen much. And we've seen two major moves here. That never happens. That means the Niners know. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? And and the league knows who's going the first two picks. Yeah. I think that was made clear to us today. Yeah, I think so as well. But uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Um We want to thank uh, Jacob Breck for keeping us on the air, and we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And, uh, Matt, I, I, I'm looking here at a story that's on uh, ESPN.com. And, first of all, the, th- the first thing that's going on here, the, the, another, the next story on here is, is Mac Jones the Patriots' next Tom Brady? Well, unless they take him in the sixth round and he goes and wins se- you know, seven Super Bowls, he's not. Right. Nobody's the next Tom Brady. I mean, that's ridiculous. That kind of stuff's crazy. That's an, an interesting conversation to me. With everything that's happened – they may have to settle for, we take Mac Jones at 15 or we don't take quarterback. Right. Do they want an athlete like Cam or do they look at Mac Jones and say, we'll try to run the Brady offense like him, you know? Or do they, they, they take, you know, hey, we'll just take Kyle Trask in the third round. Right. Or Jamie Newman. Or yeah, one of those guys. Or somebody and, like that, yeah. too. Or worry about it next year or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I'm real curious what this, they think of Mac Jones. But I'm pretty sure Bill Belichick doesn't think he's going to win seven straight Super Bowls with him because he's Tom Brady. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Just because. Just because they play a similar style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, the story that I'm looking here is by Todd McShay and uh, John Perilin. Yeah. I, I looked at that, too. I'm going to read it this afternoon. Uh, and they're comparing the, th- the thir- uh, top 13 quarterbacks in, in this draft, uh, how they play under pressure, their deep ball, their accuracy, mm-hmm. their pocket presence, and their out route. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the kind of the, the preface of the story is Todd is the tape guy, John is the stats dude. Yeah, the analytics. Do they, do they yeah. add up? You know, like these are the numbers versus your eyeballs. Yeah, so uh, who can expen- extend plays under duress is the first. The I first. I'd uh, take Wilson on that one. They have Mac Jones as number one. Mac Jones total Different way of doing it, total QBR. Yeah. They're measuring this by QBR. Yeah, when pressured was seventy eight point three. Well, again, he was throwing to 
you know, six NFL guys. I would say buying a, a, half a second of time in that offense goes a lot long, longer way than the BYU receiver. I'll, I'll also bet that he was not pressured nearly as much as some of these other guys. I'm sure not. So it's probably a much smaller sample size. There's also the argument that the people chasing Wilson weren't as good as the SEC people chasing Jones. Well, I, I hear that, but, but he still. also he also had a bunch of, yeah, you know, I'm blah. Sure, I, I do think blah. he's good at, though, of confined pocket movement and buying time, feeling the pressure, yeah. Brady kind of things, you know. He's so the— Total QBR when pressured, Mac Jones was number one. Wilson was number two. But it was a huge chasm there. Really? The, Jones' QBR when pressured was 78.3. Wilson was 44. Third on the list is actually Cal Trask. Really? At 37.5. Trevor Lawrence was fourth. Ian I said Book, Lawrence wasn't great at it. Ian Book, fifth. Davis Mills uh, was sixth. Jamie Newman. See, I think Mills ran like a four seven four. I think Mills is going to be picked on day two. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if there's any Steeler fans kind of psyched about that, I don't think you're going to get him in the sixth round. And no. Be the next Brady. No. Uh, Jamie Newman, then Justin Fields, Kellen Mond, Sam Eilinger, uh, Felipe Franks. Did you see, see? He's a physical freak too. Yeah, I don't know much about him, but he stands out. I was looking. He, he was six, at the Senior Bowl. Six seven. And he ran like a four five forty. I wonder if he's Logan Thomas. He might be. That's you what my what I mean? first thought when I saw that. Because he, he's like 6'7", 235 or something like that. I'm like, he should be a tight end. Yeah, if he can move like that. Yeah, because I, I, I just watched his senior bowl highlights and he didn't. Yeah, I don't know that he's a quarterback, maybe he but should he's an that. athlete. Yeah, pick him in the seventh round and teach him to run routes. Yeah, because his, his QBR when pressured was uh, 13.8. Fields is pretty low on that list, which is a little bit telling. 22.6, yeah. Him too. Uh, and then Shane Buchel was last at, uh, at 11. Luton. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, total QBR when blitzed. Different than pressured. Yeah, Jones led that, too. It's 97.3. See, he should. Yeah. I mean, that he has to win that way. Blitz is coming. I'm going to go hot because this linebacker's coming here. I know where to go with the football pre-snap. I feel the blitz. He has to be at the top of that list to have value. Not a huge chasm in this one, though, over Wilson at 94.5. Okay. And then not Wilson's even – Trask process. was pretty good at that, too, 86.9. Your point of Trask and Jones is kind of holding up that they have similar games. Yeah, if they would have played a different – if they just flip-flop flip -flop schools, I don't know if there's a big difference. I mean, Trask might be a little better athletically. I think he is a better athlete. He also has thrown to two first-round picks, too. That doesn't hurt, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Book was actually very good at that, 82.4. See, I think Book might be Colt McCoy. Yeah. yeah Someone might take him in the sixth round, and he may last Hang around game forever, for a yeah. while and start 20 games over his career and retire with a lot of money in the bank. Fields was uh, not bad at that, 81.1. Eilinger yeah. was uh, 74.4. Mond, 73.1. Mills, 72.9. Finally, we get to Lawrence at 69.6. Yeah. Lawrence is great. Again, throwing to NFL guys. Sure. And, and you know, people say he's lost a lot from last year. They're still Clemson. Yeah. You know, I mean, right. You know, he has plenty. Don't tell me he doesn't have enough around him this year. Uh, Bouchelle was at 65.1, Newman at 63.4, and again, Franks pulling up the rear there at 48.5. Just one more thing I was thinking about as you were saying those bottom ones. One of the best, if you're, if you're at the college level and you have Travis Etienne, who's a really good receiver, that should be great for Blitz. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not Dump it off Lawrence. to him. And, awesome. yeah. Right. Here comes a Blitz, dump it over your head, ATN takes it 80, you know. 
Uh, now, they did that over 13 starts, so Trey Lance's numbers weren't in there. because That's he's been listed, don't Yeah, he's, he's only got 11 starts in the last two years. Yeah, yeah, which is <laughs> a, a problem, right? It's a bit of a de- Strange issue. Strange year. Yeah. Uh, who thrives when airing it out is the next one. Is that deep? Hitting the deep ball 20-plus yards downfield over the I past – thir- Again, over the past 13 starts. Jones' c- completion percentage, 60.9 on throws – we didn't say a lot of great things about Jones, but he had a Burrow-like year. He's going to be at the top of every list. Yeah. I mean, the the, the numbers. But, again. He's in a good situation. He's in a great in situation year. where his yeah. guys are getting, you know, college wide open. Yeah. It's not going to happen like that. But at he the didn't NFL have level. Waddle or Judy or Ruggs this year. I mean, the other guys aren't bad. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. I mean, one guy won the Heisman. And yeah. And protection. <laughs> and his running back's a stud. And, yeah. Other than that, he didn't have anything. No, I know. <laughs> But uh, Franks was actually second on that list at 57.5. Oh, really? How about that? I do know he's a big arm. Yeah, big arm. Wilson, third at 56.6%. Fields, yeah. fourth at 56.4%. Trask at 50%. Trask had a heck of a year. Yeah. Newman at 44.6%. Mills at 43.4%. Book at 42.1%. Lawrence at 39%. And Lawrence isn't shining in these. He is not, no. no. Uh, Bouchelle at 38.7, Mond at 36.7, Lance at 32.7, Eilinger at uh, 29.6. The, the FBS averages were 34.6% uh, on those throws. Okay. So hmm. Lawrence is above average. But, but not shining. Okay, the next one, off-target percentage. These are throws that had no chance of being caught. So I think Lance might be kind of high on this one or bad on this one. Wilson was at 13.2%. That okay. led the led the list. Okay. Yeah. Jones at 17.4% was second. Makes sense. Lawrence at 23.7% was, was, was third. Going to be bad in this one. Fields, uh, 27.3. So your top four quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, not counting, obviously, we. Fields will miss bad at times, but he's pretty accurate. Uh, Franks at 27.5%. This Franks dude might have, yeah. might be worth sitting on a practice squad for years. Uh, Trask at 28.3. Um, Book at 31.6. Mills at 32.1. Newman. Mills has some low lights. Yeah. I mean, he has some questionable yeah. moments. Newman at 33.8. Lance at 36.5. Yeah. Um, Ellinger at 41.9. Bouchelle at 48.4. And Mond at 50% of his throws downfield were off the target. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. One thing I throw, noticed about him, he throws a lot of things on a line. He doesn't yeah. put a lot of air on him, which doesn't usually <laughs> translate to a good deep ball. Now, the average on that uh, is 36.7% off target okay. in college football last year. So the average on that is right around what Lance was. And you don't want your first you know, top five over, overall pick be an average. Yeah. I mean, who knows what he would have done this year. That that one game I throw out that was kind yeah, of a it doesn't too. Um, but, no, he was not. Ben, accuracy is his concern. How about the short to min- intermediate ball? Uh, this is off target percentage on those over the past 13 starts. I think Lawrence is pretty high on that one. Ten yards or fewer downfield, off off target. Jones was three point one percent. He's gonna be the top of all these. I mean, after the, the year he had him. Mond and Mills were were three point seven percent. Tells you a lot about Mond. Yeah, he's at the top of one, the bottom of the other. Yeah, uh, Lawrence was at three point eight percent. Okay. Uh, Ellinger at four percent. Franks at four point eight percent. Which for a guy with a big arm, yeah, that's not bad. These Franks numbers are make me want to go look at them. Yeah, again, you know, Trask was Especially at five point four five. Yeah. Trask was at five uh five point five percent, Bouchelle at six percent, Fields at six point one, uh Wilson six point two. Okay. 
Uh, Book at 6.8, Lance at 9%. Lance is the bottom of both of these lists. Yeah, accuracy ain't his bag. Yeah, and then uh, Newman at 9.3. The average on that one is 5.7. So Trask is a little above average on that. Okay, just to kind of put it in perspective. Yeah. Interesting. 11 to 20 yards downfield, so a a little deeper target here. The last one was within 10 yards. You want to be accurate within 10 yards. Yeah. This is a tough area of field to be great at at the NFL level. Okay, so 11 to 20 yards down the field. Fields was number one at 6.9%. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's Jones, a big niner neighborhood, too. Play yeah. action, 12-yarder, you know. Yeah. Jones was second at 7.6. Lawrence third at 8.4. Wilson fourth at 8.5. So, again, those Green's top, coming to the those top yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. Trask was there at 8.7. Makes sense. A lot of that to Kyle Pitts, probably. Yeah. Ellinger at uh, 13.2. Mills at 13.6. Newman at 16.4, Bouchelle at 18.8. Frank's not doing as well on this one, 19.1. So he's either throw it deep or ch- you know dump yeah. it off and the, the, the stuff the in between. Some yeah. higher-end quarterback stuff. Mond at 20%. Still haven't said Lance's name. Book at 21.4. Lance dead last at 27.6. 27.6! Wow. Wow. Pretty telling. The average on that is 16.7, so you're looking at Newman being slightly above average at 16.4, everybody under that. We're talking about draft prospects, though, being average across the the NCAA. Yeah, and Lance is at the bottom of a bunch of these lists. The bottom of these lists, right. You know. uh, His accuracy is worrisome. What kind of quarterback are you looking for? This is in and out of the pocket over the past 13 starts. So Mm. QBR inside the pocket. Jones is going to be one. Jones is one at 95.8. Number two, Wilson at 88.4. Yeah, I could see that. Fields, 88.4. He's a much better passer than people realize. Yeah. Trask, 86.6. That makes sense. Book at 85.3. Bouchelle at 81.5. Lawrence, 79.8 in the pocket. Mills, 78.9.6 in the pocket. Frank, 75 in the pocket. Ellinger, 73.1. Newman, 70.8. And Mond, uh, 67.4. They don't have the numbers available. Uh, no for, Lance. So for Lance on that one. Okay. There's not enough sample size. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they're not great. The average uh, is 66.1. So these guys were all pretty much – these guys were all above average good, in, that, in, good. in that the pocket. Sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mond being the lowest is 67.4. Total QBR outside the pocket. I'm going to go with Wilson number one. Jones number one there at ninety three point nine. He can't be uh, that doesn't happen again. It's got to be a small yeah, small yeah. sample size. Mond number two at eighty eight point eight. Interesting. Wilson number three at eighty six point nine. Book at eighty one point eight is fourth. He makes some plays. Ellinger it starts to drop off here now. Ellinger at seventy four. Ellinger's a good athlete. Yeah, He's small with a small arm. Fields at seventy one point two. Okay. Lawrence at sixty six. These haven't been ringing endorsements for Lawrence as you know, yeah. super prospect. Mills at sixty six point or sixty five point five. Bouchelle at sixty three point two. Frank's at fifty four point two. Yeah, uh, maybe tr- when things break down, it's yeah. not his uh, specialty. Trask at fifty three point five. He doesn't move very he, well yeah. or create well. Uh, and then Newman at thirty six point five. You'd think Newman would be better. Newman should be better than that. Right? The average uh, for a, a, a college quarterback was sixty three point one. That was Bouchelle at six. Bouchelle was sixty three point two. So Frank's Trask and Newman all below average. All below average. Wow. Um, what does the NFL out route show us? This is looking hmm. at uh, an eleven to twenty yards downfield outside the numbers over their past thirty 
13 starts. Okay. Wow. How, what, what completion? Specific, yeah. yeah, yeah. What can, how, how many of these do they complete? These are arm strength throws. Aren't, yeah. Yeah. Number one, who do you think that is? Fields. No. Jones again. Jones. 66.7. I mean, he, his, his arm's not terrible, and just in terms of arm strength. Again, he's throwing to oh, yeah. great guys. Frank's number two, 66 wow, points. Actually, he's tied with, with uh, Jones at number two, at 60, or for number one, 66.7. Huh. Um, Fields is third at 64.4. Okay. Trask, 57.4%. Wilson, 57.1%. Bouchel, 48.9%. Now we're under 50%. Lawrence at 45.2%. Mm, wow. Ellinger at 41.7%, Book at 36.8%, Newman at 36%, Mills at 31.4%. Ooh, you would think that would be something he does well. Yeah, and then Mond at 22.9%. The average in college football last year was 47%. So that would be just ahead of what Lawrence did. Wow. Lawrence was below average in that. One thing I think we do have to mention with Lawrence, I'm not making excuses for him, but he, he had shoulder surgery right after the season. You know, it's on his left shoulder, though. Yeah, I guess that's true. Not his throwing not shoulder. Yeah. The off-target percentage on those. Again, we didn't have numbers on Lance on those. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so. I'm surprised they didn't put Lance in there because it's not like you can Just because, yeah. Uh, off-target percentage on those. Fields was only at 4.4%. That led to. He uh, puts the ball where he wants. Yeah. Lawrence was second at that at 11.9%. But wow. that's a big, okay. ju- that's yeah, a big number. A big yeah. yeah. Wilson was third at 14.3%. Jones at 14.8 was fourth. Yeah, the top four. Trask at 16.7%. Newman at 20%. Mond at 20.8%. Franks at 20.8%. Ellinger at 22.2%. Bouchelle at 22.2%. Mills at 229 and Book at 289 The average was 217 which puts you between Franks and Ellinger. Okay. That's not really Book specialty either. Right? Yeah. Okay, but so there's some, like Frank's was really had a Frank's real, is really high or low all over the place. Yeah, it's like he was really high on completion percentage outside the numbers on that on that one on the out route. Yeah, but he was also at the bottom of that. So he he completes sixty six point seven percent of his throws outside the numbers, but he was off the mark on twenty point eight percent. See, what's funny? I mean, this is very general, and I don't know this exactly, but I've been doing this a long time, and a lot of these guys have similarities. He's really tall. He's very athletic. I wonder if he misses, he misses bad. You know, like Could he be, oversteps, yeah. big strider. You know, he's not he's one a of the problems compact. with Josh Allen. Right, right, you know. right. Not a real compact player. I bet his highlight tape is very impressive, but I bet his low light tape is he should become a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and so, you know, looking at those numbers, you, you go, why is Trevor Lawrence the number one overall mm-hmm. pick? His body of work is pretty huge. Yeah. You know, and the tape's pretty awesome. It is, but, you know, I... Uh, Some of these guys, though, can do no wrong. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a great player, but he's not Superman. You know, right. he doesn't wear a cape and have an S on his chest. And, you know, he, he had some benefits, too. I mean, with all respect to my Pitt Panthers, the ACC stinks. Yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> the ACC stinks. I mean, I, I know Jones had some advantages personnel-wise, no doubt, but the defenses chasing him could run and hit and, you know, and Lawrence didn't play LSU every year and Auburn and, you know, those type of deals. The ACC's bad. I did want to talk one last before we go here uh, about the Penn State Pro Day yesterday. Okay. I have one quick quarterback question okay. for you. 
Who, if you're putting a chip down, who's the sixth quarterback taken? Probably Trask. I thought it might be Newman, maybe Mond, but it, Trask is probably the sixth best. He's prospect. probably the safest, you know, that, right, of right, that right. group. And and I don't think I don't think he's a second round guy. I think he's more of a third. You think it could be Mills? Potentially. 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 I wonder if there will be a quarterback drafted on day two. Like I'm not sure I'd take any of those guys even in the third round. Yeah, I, I, I made five first rounders. I think there's there's enough day. other guys at the yeah, other positions. Corner, it's, yeah, you know, right. Um, Penn State Pro Day was nuts. The Penn State Pro Day was nuts. Uh, Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert there. That means they're going to draft them all. Yeah, I mean, and of course they uh, they also had their tight end coach there as well. Makes sense. Yeah, uh, but uh, Jason Owa, six five, two fifty seven, ran a four three nine forty, which was hundred percentile. Yeah, it's insane. Um, his three cone was ridiculous. His too, three cone was six point eight four, which is ninety six percent. His is. short shuttle nine. It was four point one five. That might be the craziest number of all. I mean, this guy is like a six five, small forward build. Yeah. And they got to get low and touch the line, and that's all about sinking your hips. Here's the thing, though. No sacks last year in seven I games. Know that was coming up. I mean, seven right. games, he had no sacks. He's going to be a first-round pick, though. He's going to be a first-round pick who had no sacks, right. and people were immediately going to say Mike Mamula. Absolutely. I mean, he's all upside. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why you're paying your— You're your that big and coach. that fast, and you didn't accidentally fall into a quarterback and knock him onto it's the crazy. ground at once last year. It's crazy. One Penn State note before we go further— Whoever their strength coach is is doing a heck of a job. It has been for a couple of years last, now. The last couple yeah. of years, they've been putting up big numbers at the Combine or Penn State or whatever. They're, they're doing a heck of a job. I made note of that. Like, okay, they, they have a bunch of big – like Micah Parsons ran a 4-3-9. Now, he didn't play this year. Right. They lost their first five games of the year. Did they? I don't even know what they They started off 0-5. They started the year, I think, ranked like 10 or 11, something mm-hmm. like that, and lost their first five games of the year. And they had these kind of freak athletes on the field. Yeah, and Fryermuth and yeah. yeah, right, right, right. No, I mean they're a big time program. They should never lose their first five, no matter what. No. what they're dealing with. I, yeah, that was East. Well, they're Indiana's good this year. It's Indiana. It's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> if that's one of the five, that's. As fine. Jacob sits here and you know, <laughs> Jacob's an Indiana graduate. But if you're four and one and you lost one to Indiana, that's fine. But yeah. you should win more than you lose in the Big Ten if you're Penn State. Uh, Parsons came in at six three two forty six. How high could he go? Pretty high. Top ten. He, I think he might be a Broncos. His forty was four three nine, which is 99th percentile. For, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now the short shuttle wasn't as good. It was four four zero. That's twenty fifth percentile. It's fine. Yeah. But the three cone six nine four. He's an edge bender. I yeah. Mean, he can line up and just rush the passer off the edge. Eleven inch hands too, which is wow. I didn't know, catch that at all. That was hundredth percentile. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Huge hands. Huge. Uh, <laughs> How about this one though? Shaka Tony. I'm glad you. He's the exact him. opposite of Oa. Right, because he, he had well. he had produ- production. Mm-hmm. People thought he was going to come in weighing somewhere in the two thirties. He came in at two forty two and still tested extremely well. Six two two forty two. So Steelers don't hate six two guys. No, edge, absolutely not. Yeah. So his vertical was thirty nine inches. Yeah, uh, broad jump was one twenty eight. Those are ninety fifth and ninety sixth percentiles. That's explosive. Yep, yeah, yep. bench press he did he did twenty four reps, which care. is which is solid. That's yeah, fine. fine. Just don't do six. Four, five, one into 40. That's that's 97th percentile. Most combines, that's like the best, you know, the best stat out there. Yeah. Uh, His short shuttle was 4.28. That's 78th percentile. Pretty darn good. And then three cone was 6.95. That's 88th percentile. You're under seven in the three cone. 
that's a a, a big put a big star by it for edge yeah. pass rushers. That's Von Miller stuff. Here's the difference: you could take Shaka Tony probably in the third or fourth round. I bet before yesterday you could probably be third or fourth. Maybe yeah. now it's third. Because he's got the production that Jason Owa didn't have. He doesn't look quite as good when you walk in the room. Though. Yeah. But we're not selling jeans here. We're right? not selling jeans. We're right. not We're not looking for T-shirt models or anything right, right, like right. that. We're not you know, trying to turn him into basketball We're players. not having right. a race. Right, right, <laughs> you know? right, right. This guy is a football player. Owa, to me, is an athlete. Mm-hmm. It's the difference between a team looking at this and going, okay, I'll, do we take the football player or do we take the guy? Well, he's an athlete. We might be able to turn him into something. And he might hit. If he hits, he's going to hit. If he hits, it's right? going to be great. No question. But where's the production? A guy that I'm interested in, and I think the pro day is going on now, is I wonder what Quiddy Pay does. I think he, I saw he ran like four five one. Really? Yeah. Because he's heavy. Yeah, he's I mean, he's, 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 he's a little heavier. Real yeah. guy. I think he'll be the first edge. Yeah. I mean, they didn't use him entirely like that. I hope the new team does. I was curious how he did. I didn't. I didn't know, but I thought he may have a similar workout. Sounds like it's a little less, but he's heavier, thicker. Now, uh, Fryermuth uh, did not work out. He's, but he did go uh, do on-field workouts. Hmm. He didn't run or anything like that. He's still a couple weeks away. He said before he's ready, going to be ready to run. So I don't know if he'll be a. He'll end up being one of these guys that gets invited to the second combine for checkout. You know okay. that kind of stuff. But I was wondering how people people that opt out of pro day stuff. You know how much um, Yeah. Uh, when, He's when coming back off of a back surgery. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh but six five, two fifty one, he had thirty two and a half inch arms. It's all fine. Yeah. Yeah. Some um, of these pro day numbers across the, the board though are bonkers. Yeah. Um Elijah Moore yesterday. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Uh he's only five nine one seventy eight, but he ran a four three five. Yeah. Uh, he had a explosion uh, numbers are great. He had a short shuttle of four <laughs> flat. Four, yeah. That's ninety six percentile. His three chrome was six six six. That's ninety third percentile. Devilish. Yeah, devilish. Uh, Jalen Dardem was another one. Did you see his number? Yeah, I was actually slightly disappointed. Five eight one seventy four is a little seventy four. I didn't love right? a little on the short side, but thirty six. That's what he looks like. I mean, yeah, thirty six inch vertical. Um, four four six, which is okay. Mm-hmm. But I thought he might be a four three flat guy though. Uh, three nine eight though on the short shuttle, ninety mm. seventh oh. percentile. Uh, six comb was again six six six. Uh, that was ninety third percentile. So oh. he's again. You're, there's a lot of those littler guys in this draft. Eskridge Rondell Moore, yeah, Eskridge was, was another really one who really lit Michigan. it up. Uh, these little these little wide receivers who are jitterbugs. Yes, that are slots, but they're not. Welker, Welker, Amendola. Yeah, they can run. They, they can get can vertical. Fly. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a. Tyree Kills used out of the slot a lot. I mean, they're going to be yeah. a lot of these guys are in jet motion. That's basically what these. I mean, five eight one seventy four is not all that different from Tyree Kills. No, not at all. I mean, comp- that's like the comparing anyone to Tyree Kills not fair. But right, it's the same mold. There's five or six of them in this draft, more and more in Eskridge. You yeah. know, that are going to be used that way. I don't know. Uh, maybe given his numbers, I mean, he's a, he's the biggest of this group at five nine one seventy eight. I think more Elijah. Yeah, Elijah yeah, yeah, Moore. Yeah. He, I think he might end up going in the, at the end of the first round. I think the other Maybe. guys are all second and third round picks. I think he'll best. be the first one taken of all. Yeah, I think he's sure. he's the he's the the best little guy. Yeah, because the if tape matches up. The Bama dudes, yeah, right. I think they're a little different. Yeah. Although I'm gonna steal this from our buddy Greg Cosell, he loves Darden. Yeah. And I've heard him say, I was watching Darden the whole time, thinking, what if I put Darden in Waddle's position? Would everyone in the world think he's a first round pick? Yeah. 
probably would. It's the same. <laughs> you know it's, just, I mean? it's the same right. argument. I mean, yeah, you can have that argument with a lot of guys. With but, a lot of guys, yeah. without question. But I just thought that yesterday's uh, pro days were interesting. It was a big, it was a, a big number of pro days, and there was. once again, everybody jumps on the well. Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert at the Penn State pro day. Well, they go every year. They go every year. You can drive there. Be, and it's also, you know, when you look at some of the other pro days yesterday, well, are they going to go to North Texas? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Mississippi's, you know, has a, has a, a nice pro. You know, they get some guys. It's only be one place, at three one. or four. Yeah, you know, yeah, Penn yeah. State had eight. Right. You know, right, it's right, a big right. difference. Right. And the, and better chance the Steelers end up with a Penn State player than those other schools. Yeah, you know. just because. Just because. Because there's more prospects. And they're asking about next year's crop, and, you know, yeah. I'm sure they know people there. And at all schools, but Penn State, I bet they have a better connection with, too. Yeah, so. Anyways, he is uh, Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take another break. Uh, so we want to thank Jacob Breck for keeping us on the air. Go IU. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, it is Mock Draft time. Mock Draft Monday. Let's do it. Mock Draft Friday. Oh, it's Friday. Why? I thought it was Monday. People love our mock drafts, though. Oh, who, who wouldn't? It's, it's understandable. And today, because of all the moves, yeah. there's a big shakeups. We're doing it on ProFootballNetwork.com. I'm impressed they're already updated. They've already updated the the, the uh, picks here. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to run down. Let's see how it goes. How the, the top because yeah because of what happened we'll go we'll run really down the guy, picture. Who, so you know, the nine, yeah. Trevor Lawrence went number one to Jacksonville. Yep. Sewell number two to the Jets. I, I make a face, but okay. Justin Fields three. Okay. To the 49ers. Trey Lance four to the Falcons. Falcons stayed at home with that pick. Jamar Chase went to the. I think Jamar Chase has an excellent chance of being reuniting with Burrow and causing the Steeler problems. The Dolphins take Christian Derrissaw at at six. I'm making faces here. Seven, Zach Wilson. Although I will say, that implies to me that Miami would take Sewell. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Well, let's be uh, let's be fair here as well. These trades just happened, so they haven't had time to adjust. Totally understand. Yeah, they've got the picks in here. The board by the time Steelers pick for our purposes. But if Wilson goes too, this implies that Miami would take Sewell probably over Chase or Pitts or Waddle or you know. Wilson goes at seven to the Lions. I think they'd be very happy. They would be ecstatic. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Sertain at number eight to Carolina. See, I wonder if he gets bumped up a little because it used to be, well, I can get Sertain or Farley. Nah, I'm Farley's sure I'm taking Farley. Yeah, Farley's you know? staff is uh, st- stock is dropping. And Sertain had a great pro day. Yeah, uh, he might go a little earlier than people thought. Uh, Gregory Russo at nine to the, That's a the Broncos. That's a rich Russo. To who? The Broncos. Okay, I mean, I guess he'd be a Von Miller replacement. Yeah, eventually. Uh, Ten. Kyle Pitts goes to Dallas. 
you just can't pass on them. <laughs> yeah. All right. But that doesn't make their defense any better. No. It's the same score, argument they had last year. They're going to score 50 points a game, but they're going to give up 45 yeah, every game. Between 45 and 55. Uh, 11, Jalen Waddell. I did that. He goes it. to the Giants. Uh, 12. The, Galladay and Waddle. I mean, that's. Yeah. yeah. The Eagles take Devontae Smith. And I think they might get him there in real life and be very happy with it, and it all works out for them. The Chargers take J.C. Horn, speaking of mm-hmm. our. Okay. They uh, could go O-line. I think Horn ends up being the number two cornerback. In I, do I do, too. Because of the injury issues. Yep. He had a good pro day, too, by the way. Uh, 14, uh, Jeremiah Owosu Koromora goes Who's to the four? Vikings. Maybe. I think that's about the neighborhood he'll go. The Saints trade up to number 15 with the Patriots to take Micah Parsons. Wow. It's about where Parsons would go. I don't yeah. know if New England would trade away from Parsons. I would bet they love him. Well, I mean, if you're looking at – we'll see what they take here later, mm-hmm. but if they're looking for a quarterback, they say, well, we don't want to take him at 15. We're not taking Mac Jones at uh, – yeah. you know. Caleb Farley goes at 16. He ends up being the number three corner. I've done some mock drafts recently where Caleb Farley has been available to me with the Steelers pick. Yeah, I would say I think there's a chance. I've also done some of where Parsons is available at the 24th pick. I think that'd be real nice. Uh, you know, that's, I think those those uh, off-field rumor stuff. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I don't it's, I don't always take that with us. Steelers will be dialed in on that, though. Uh, the Bengals are at 17. They traded back into here. Oh, okay. For Rashawn Slater. Wow, that'd be a nice haul. So they ended up getting Jamar Chase and Rashawn Slater. <laughs> that would be nice. You're talking about making Burrow's life easier. Yeah, wow. I don't know what. Let me see if they listen. Okay, they traded pick 17. Uh, they picked. They traded, Whatever it is, it's worth it. They traded away pick 38, pick 69, and their 2022 second-round draft pick to get pick 17. I think that'd be great. You had Chase and Slater? Yeah. That was hey, the Raiders. He's a guard. The Raiders making that deal. I don't know if the Raiders would trade away from Slater, though. Maybe not. Yeah. Since they got rid of four-fifths of their offense. <laughs> 18 is uh, Christian Barmore to the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. 19, the Patriots move, move down. They take Najee Harris. They do that. They 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 traded uh, pick nineteen. They got nineteen. This was a trade back up because they had twenty eight and sixty that they moved to Washington. Mm-hmm. Washington had that pick. Oh, okay. They moved back. They moved back, back up. up. Okay. Yeah. At twenty, Quiddy Pay goes to the real quick p- patch thing. Everyone gives. I mean, they're so smart, and people that take running backs are so dumb. Patriots use high picks on running backs. A couple of times in the last year. Maroney and Michael and Michelle. I mean, they're they're not afraid to use early picks on running backs at all. Not at all, for sure. Um, 21, Elijah Vera Tucker goes to the Colts. A little bit short arms in his pro day, but I bet he starts at tackle. Yeah. Let's go from there. 22, Samuel Cosme goes to the Titans. He had a monster pro day. See how well he moved? At 23, the Jets take Greg Newsom. Yeah, that would certainly work out for them. And now we're up at 24. We do have a couple. Uh, so the top guys available, Ojolari, Bateman, Etienne, Osai, Creed Humphreys, Avon Collins, Trevor Morig, uh, Jalen Mayfield. Um, he has our guy ranked way too low on here. Uh, Javante Williams, he has ranked 58th. That, that is not that's real. Not that's not realistic. Yeah. Anyway, so we have a couple of trade offers here. Cleveland is on the phone. We reject no, we Cleveland offering a seventh round, the 2022 seventh round pick to move up two spots in this first round. No way. Get Come on. Get out of here. Yeah. No wonder we don't talk to the, you guys. The Vikings offering pick 78, 90, 119. I'm not going back up. And their 2022 second and third round draft picks. I mean, that's up. a nice haul. I'm just not going back. I'm not going back that far. And then the Titans offering pick 53, 85, 
their second round pick next year and their third round pick next year for twenty four and two fifty four. Again, nice haul, but I'm not, I don't want to pick. I don't want to move fifty three. Yeah. yeah. So we're rejecting all of those. Yeah. Okay. So Step we're right up here. Yeah. So uh, Collins interests me. He does too. We haven't taken him. I don't believe. Have we taken him in one of our drafts? I'm torn if I had to pick between Collins and a back. A week ago, I would have picked Collins. Yesterday, I would have taken a back. It's a, I don't know. It's an interesting conundrum. It is an interesting conundrum. I mean, you can if you don't get your back this year, you'll easily get one next year, but it'd be a long year without one. Yeah. Real long year. Collins is kind of a luxury. I'm not sure this team can afford. You know, you could get by with the dudes you have. Or you can, in this draft, you can get one of those guys later. And there's more of them. Yeah. Right. I don't think I'd take Collins. Okay. What about Morig? No. Good player. There's just five big needs. Yeah. I mean. Mayfield doesn't interest me in the first round. I don't think he's first round. I think the tackle run that's happened ahead of us takes us out of that market. It does to me. Um, And I like the Steelers tackle. I mean, Tevin Jenkins is still available as well. He might be my pick. Yeah. I'm a big Jenkins fan. But there's, uh, I mean, if you start looking at what tackles are available after this, you got Mayfield, Jenkins, Leatherwood, Eichenberg, Raddins, Spencer Brown, Walker Little, Jackson Carmen. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch. And, and five went ahead of us. But yeah. <laughs> um, I watched ATN highlights yesterday. Yeah. And like him more than I used than I did two days ago. I don't think he's what the Steelers want, but I think he's better than I thought. Especially as a receiver. Oh, he's a good player. He's a, good player. He's I a just, really good player. I just don't know that he is the guy you want to hand the ball to 20 times a game. I don't think he is. I just think he's a weapon. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. I still would probably take Javante Williams over him. Creed Humphrey's still available, too. That would be a pretty solid pick. I mean, Steelers kind of got shut out in the center world. I mean, Finney's fine and all, but I... Yeah. I don't love any of these. <laughs> this is the again. You're this is the this could yeah. realistically not that they would go in that order of right, what happened ahead of us. This might be what is out there. But this might be. It, it's certainly. I don't think we looked at any of the picks that were made of the players the themselves. Players that fell and thought, boy, they have no chance of going. Yeah, right. I think I'd take the tackle. I think if uh, if I stayed true to my board that we we did last mm-hmm. week, then then uh, I go running back here. I can't remember if you. Had... I actually was fiddling with my board last night, and my board would have. Why am I forgetting his name? The Oklahoma State tackle Jenkins. Um, Jenkins ahead of the backs, but I've shuffled them several times, and I keep Will. I, I I put Collins behind all three backs. Um. Javante Williams is our pretty standard pick, and I would not object to it. The Steelers have three tackles, I think, that can play. And what, if we, what if we take ATN here and just see if Williams right. – let's take him here and see if Williams is available when we get to the we second. We can't take both. Here's the th- no, I'm not saying we take uh, both, but it's, it's a gamble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know ATN's not going to be available. No, he won't. And, again, this is using their rankings. Of course. This may not be – like everything that I've seen recently, except, except maybe on this website, mm-hmm. have had Williams in the top 35 now. Right, and big boards and yeah. whatnot. And there's less running back. We talked about this earlier today. There are less landing spots, obvious, for running backs now than there were a couple days ago. But let's take ATN. We've never done that. Yeah, we've never done. Okay, okay. so ATN is the pick. And we're and back up. have a lot of explosive weapons now when you talk about Eman yeah. and maybe ATN and the four receivers. And, you know, 
The Chiefs are on the phone. We're we're pick 55 now. The Chiefs are offering pick 63 and their 2022 third-round draft pick for picks 55 and 254. That doesn't blow me away. I don't love the Chiefs' third-round draft pick next year. Now, if they wanted to – they've got pick 94. If they wanted to offer us that instead – we could have we could throw that out. Now I'm now I'm more interested, but I'm not interested in moving back eight eight spots here for no. next year's no, pick. We're gonna have a comp pick in that neighborhood. We don't need a ton of picks at the end of the third round. Oh, they accepted that. Oh, okay. Okay, so we're okay. They ended up taking um Who'd they have to have? They had to have Alex Leatherwood. Yeah. That makes sense for them. I, I could see why they'd be interested in that. Uh the picks then after that were Mon Ross St. Brown, Brevin Jordan, Terrace Marshall, Hasim Nazarudin. Asante Samuel, Kelvin Joseph, and Jabril Cox. So not really anybody we would have jumped on there at pick 55. So what we have available now, and uh, by the way, the running back, Javante Williams did get taken. Okay. Good. I think that's logical. He went at 45. I think that's about where he's going to go. To Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's 63. uh, We have uh, the top guys available, Davian Nixon, Liam Eichenberg. Aaron Robinson, Michael Carter, Dylan Raddins, Elijah Molden, Pete Werner, Josh Myers, Jamin Davis, Spencer Brown. Hmm. Jamin some, Davis. There's some interesting names there for us. Yeah. I was about to say, boy, Eichenberg's hard to pass up. And then you do <laughs> a couple more tackles, Raddins, you know. Now, we do also have another trade offer. Okay. The Chargers are on the phone. Actually, we have two. The Chargers are on the phone. They want to offer us picks 77 and 97 for 63 in our fifth-round pick next year. Pretty far away to fall, considering the That's names you mentioned. Picks, yeah. There was about five I really liked, not 12. The Bears are offering pick 83 in their 2022 third-round draft pick for pick 63. No. I don't like that. I'm going to reject that one. I mean, I'd move down three or four spots and yeah. pick up an extra fifth or something. I think we got to make this pick. I think we make the pick. Yeah, we're going to reject both of those. So who do you like the best there? Um, the offensive- Davis is hard to pass up for me as a linebacker. Yeah. Um, but there's some tackles I like, too. I'd be fine with Raddins. I'd be fine with Eichenberg. Let's look at the linebacker It's too early for me for Spencer Brown. Uh, you got Werner, Jamin Davis, Dylan Moses, Cameron McGrone, Chaz Surratt, Tony Fields, Monty Rice, Garrett Wallow. That's the linebacker. Davis stands out in that group to me. Yeah, I think he's the – Yeah, I think he's the pick. Yeah, I think that's got to be – so we've, we've ended up with the, that – pick a lot with that second round guy yeah right and i would take it yeah all right jamie we've had davis. a lot of speed to both sides of the ball already. jamie davis is the pick we're back up at 87 and the cardinals are offering us one sit no 160 in their third and fifth round picks next year for 87 and our seventh round pick next get yeah, out of here with that perhaps. all right so um top guys available at 87 amari rogers tylen wallace kenneth gainwell you know we don't need it no, i like Gainwell a lot but deontay smith um, Quinn Miners. Ooh, I might take Miners. Kendrick Green. Kendrick Green is rising up the charts here. Yeah, by he way. is. Uh, he's up to number ninety-six on these rankings. Miners to Green. Yeah, but I'm gonna have a hard time passing on Miners. Some people say you guys are media. You don't. You don't know what you're talking about with these guys. He's moving on. I spotted right, right, this guy. Right. You know, same like Jamin Davis. These guys are now. Right, 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 you know, Javante right. Williams. We were on that we before everybody. Ago, yeah. Right. Anyway, so. Um, just looking here to see if Who's anybody Who's the best else. corner? Uh, let's see here. Cornerbacks, you got Robert Rochelle. Mm. Tested well. Paulson, yeah. Paulson Adebo, Ambry Thomas, Keith Taylor, DJ Daniel, Rodarius Winnett. Trey Brown available. Okay. Um, we pick pretty soon, though, right? We have 87. We have another pick coming right up, yeah. 
let's say minors. Okay, we can do that. We didn't take any beef in our first two rounds. Need some beef. This is the one that, you know when I do the the mock drafts on pro uh, not pro pro football focus on uh, uh, what's draft he, network draft network. They don't even have minors on their list. Really? Yeah. He tested really well. He, he was at the great. he was at the senior bowl. Like, right, how right. do you not even have him listed in your top four hundred at this point? I'll put a bet down that he's a second day pick. I'll put it. Yeah, he will be drafted. He will be a second yeah. day pick. Yeah, he was. He is our second day pick. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a perfect stealer too, because Finney can hold down the fort while he learns. Yeah, and he's got high upside. Uh, really, he te- really tested well. Really tested well. Yeah, right. There's a lot to work with there. Dominating the Senior Bowl, he'd be a great stealer. Uh, the Buccaneers are on the phone. We're up at pick 94. The Buccaneers are offering us pick 95 in their 2022 fifth round draft pick for 94 in our 2022 seventh round draft pick. Sure. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Why not? Move down one spot. Well, now the Texans are on the phone. They took Kenneth Gamewell, by the way. Good. All right, we weren't going to take we weren't him. Taking him. He'd be a good buck. The Texans are offering us a pick. I don't like that one. I'm not even going to say it. And I don't like that one either. We're picking here at okay. 95. <laughs> Too bad. We're getting some bad trade offers today. Yeah. Okay, the best guys available. Tylen Wallace, Nico Collins, Diami Brown. Ooh, Chris Sims has Diami Brown in his number three receiver, I think. In Chris this Sims has some odd rankings. Yeah. Some of those guys, I mean, I think Chris Sims knows a thing or two. And he had Kellen Mond as like his third quarterback, yeah. third or fourth. But sometimes they just do that to get a, a rise out of people, too. I'm not saying that's what Sims did. But yeah. yeah. But he had Diami Brown as his number three receiver in yeah, his draft. Come on, man. <laughs> Head of the Bama dudes and yeah. Chase. Uh, Shelvin, Cameron McGrome, Peyton Turner, Chaz Surratt, Joe Tryon, Kenny Yaboa, uh, Darius Washington, Tutu yeah. Atwell, Robert Rochelle still available. Rochelle's going to be hard for me to pass up. He's an outside corner only, though. I know. Those guys aren't easy to find. How about this? Um, uh, we, have, we still have taken a tackle. James Hudson's still available. Mm, I like that. Um, Hudson's a good project for the Steelers, too. Yeah, he, I mean, he's the best of the – yet him and Adrian Ely are the two guys that are – I like Hudson a lot more than Yeah. Um, Let's do Hudson. You want to go with Hudson? Yeah. Okay, we can do that. And that is the pick. We got ourselves a developmental tackle. Now yeah, we're back developmental up one, center, too. 128. You get instant help at linebacker and running back. The O-line's for another day. Now here at 128, I think you got to go back to the defense – I'd like to add a corner. I'd like to add a corner or a big guy. Yeah. One of the two. Uh, yeah, the, I don't think they can afford a receiver here or yeah. even a tight end. Um, the defensive tackle is available. Odigizua out of UCLA. I'm not sure he fits. Yeah, I don't think so. Twyman out of Pitt. Kind of fits. Yeah. Marvin Wilson out of Florida State did not test well at all. No, he didn't. He ran like a And five. everybody in Florida State tested well. Yeah. He ran like a 5'5", five, five, something right. like that. Like, That's not good. I think he was drinking a 40 while he was running his 40. <laughs> Uh, Darius Sills from West Virginia, who did not run. Well, he, 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 he's tested well, but he came in at like 278 pounds. Yeah, I'm not Too sure small. what he does. Right? Yeah. He may be a 4-3 base end. Somebody who did test well, Milton Williams. Yeah, that'd be a nice project to just bring his athleticism. We'd be taking a, a bunch of projects here. but mm-hmm. No, but that's okay. Athletic projects. An athletic high upside projects. Yeah. Uh, cornerback, you're looking at DJ Daniel, Rodarius Williams, Shakir Brown. Benjamin St. Juice, Cameron Bynum, Trey Brown still available. I'd say Brown or Brown are both kind of interesting. Kerry Vincent. They need a corner. Yeah. Need to add a big guy to that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they have a lot of needs. Um, kind of torn on that one. 
let's take the big guy. Harder to find big guys. I Harder think. to find big guys. We taking Milton Williams here. Yeah, yeah. Milton Williams is the pick, and we're up again at one forty. So we're going to get one of those. Some kind of we're going to get one of those corners. And I'm fine taking just a slot that. You know, In fact, all of those corners are still available. Are they? Um, Daniel, Rodarius Williams, Shakir Brown, Benjamin St. Juice, Cameron Bynum, Trey Brown, Kerry Vincent. Trey Brown. I don't know, do you have any qualms with that? Is there, We've is taken there, him a lot. I think have. he screams Steeler. He does scream Steeler. Slot. Trust Sutton on the outside. Lane can play outside. You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm on. They don't have a backup slot right now. That's yeah. That's you, the. That's a strong point you make a lot. You know that. I originally you had the mindset. Or really, of, right now the backup slot is Minka Fitzpatrick. As it stands. And you today, don't want to do that. Ripples the you know, shuffles up the boat too much. Yeah, let's go with Brown. Okay, Trey Brown is the pick. Now we get a little bit of a, a lull here. But we've touched on all we've the done some good we've, stuff, we've yeah. filled all the needs except for tight end. But I still think that could get done. An edge wouldn't kill us. Yeah. And well, now end. I think we got, we're two sixteen. Now I think you mm-hmm. start again to look edge. I mean, I'd even consider a big corner now too. We're that, but yeah. we have some later picture. We can take a developmental mm-hmm. developmental corner yeah. with some size and length. You know, if we don't like the edge rushers here, the edge rushers are Chris Rumpf. Jonathan Cooper, uh, Malik Herring, Wyatt Hubert, uh, Teron Jackson, Isaiah Loudermilk. Um, I like Rump. Lacks size. Though. Oh, he's, he's glaring negatives. Yeah. Uh, I think he'd be a really good special teamer, part-time player. He may not even be on their board. I mean, I don't know. I'd be real curious what they think of him. I think. I mean, the, the guy that I like the done. most out of out of that group is probably Hubert. Okay. I think there's there's. You I know, wouldn't mind you getting an edge in this neighborhood. I think that's about where they need to do that. Yeah. And and Marsh can hold down the fort a little bit too, but yeah, somebody that's young. Um. Anything else? We pick want an to... edge. Your choice. Who do you think? I think it comes down to. You go for the for these. Can Rump put on any weight? I don't know that. I don't know. Yeah. I think he was like 235 at his pro day, 240 See, at most. It's just too know. small. It's small, right. Um, Jonathan Cooper's available. Doesn't really have the production. No, I'd say he's not super exciting. Yeah. Hubert is the guy. He's, you know, you get a marriage of production and. I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's K-State. Mm-hmm. I, you know, let's take Hubert. Okay. 216th pick in the draft. Right. <laughs> We're at 245 now. Top cornerbacks available: Jason Pinnock, Brian Mills, Sean Jolly out of Appalachian State, okay. Jerry Jacobs, Avery Williams uh, out of Boise, Rashad Wild Goose out of uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, Nishan Wright, uh, Lorenzo Burns, Tate Owen. Um, anybody there float uh, your boat? Someone that's six foot. Let's take a look at the safeties just for the, the okay. heck of it. Christian Uphoff, Derek Forrest, Michael Carter out of Duke. Harris Ford, boy, is he fallen. Yeah, poor guy. Brady Breeze, uh, D'Angelo Amos, um, Lamont Wade, who ran well, but is small. Mm. Adding another defensive back would not be a terrible thing. Um, you didn't hit just it because. Let's take a look at the linebackers here. Just okay. It's such a deep position. Buddy Johnson, Grant Stewart, Ernest Jones, Patty Fisher, Tuff Borland. That's kind of gotten picked over pretty, yeah, pretty well. Yeah, the good guys are pretty much gone. Any tight end that kind of has developmental traits? Um, Noah Gray, Pro Wells, Sean Beyer, John Bates. Pro Wells had a tough, tough pro, tough pro day for pro. Did you see this? This guy, Dylan Sonner, out of Iowa State. I've heard good things. 
six seven, two hundred and seventy-two pounds. I wonder if he's like he, the Lee Smith guy, you know. But he ran like a four seven eight, so Let's he can move. He can move a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he's a blocking tight end. He, I think he had like eighteen catches last year. Mm-hmm. But he's huge. But he's huge. You might ask him to say, hey, why Dylan, why don't you put on 20 pounds? We're going to make you a tackle. Sliding, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I can't believe Iowa State didn't do that with the guy. If he's that, I mean, ath- yeah, right, that right. big and that athletic, like. He could, he could be Jason Peters. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah, we haven't taken him. an interesting him. guy to bring in the mix. That was our picks. Okay. That's it. That's a wrap, huh? Yeah, we can find another James Pierre in the, in this the draft. This was a different kind of draft for us. It was, starting off with us taking Travis Atn in the mm-hmm. first round. Uh, then we got Jamin Davis. We traded back a little bit. We got I the, like the infusion of speed on both sides the of the ball. He's, uh, I don't know if he'll be there at 63. I don't think he will. But I mean, the comparisons to Darius Leonard are real. Agreed. Agreed. And people say, well, Darius Leonard was a second-round pick. Yeah, but then he won rookie, defensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, Sometimes right? the way that works, though, is like you don't think he's going to be there, but someone takes Cox ahead of him, and you yeah. can see why. You know, yeah. Or uh, what's-his-face from Ohio State. You know, okay, the difference here is that – Darius Leonard was from South Carolina State. Right, 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 right. Jamin Davis was from Kentucky. And while Kentucky isn't a football factor, he was playing. Yeah, he was playing Bama. He was yeah, playing, right. yeah, he's playing in the SEC, and he mm-hmm. put up posted the numbers he did. We took Miners in, in, with pick 87. I like that a lot. Uh, we took James Hudson, a developmental tackle mm-hmm. from uh, Cincinnati, with pick 95. You would think he doesn't see the field for a while, but that's, yeah. Another guy started right. at Michigan and then transferred. Yeah, yeah defensive yeah. lineman. Uh, we took Milton Williams from Louisiana Tech at pick 128. I would think he could factor in early, you know, throwing downs. Maybe yeah. he jumps inside while he learns. And a 4'6", 40 at 285 pounds. Right, right, right. <laughs> you want to talk about a physical freak. Yeah. Um, loops and, yeah. Uh, we took Trey Brown at 140. I think it's, useful. I think that's really good value. I bet he's active on game day right from the start. Yeah. You know, if Lane doesn't work out, he might be your nickel corner with Sutton on the outside immediately. Yeah, we took Wyatt Hubert at pick two sixteen. Um, Don't know a ton about him, but the position seems. He's a. Easy. I mean, he's been like an eight sack guy every year in college. Yeah. I mean, he's just a, a polished pass rusher that you know. He's. There's an you're, you're, that. you're bringing him in just to to be a depth piece. Sure. He's yeah. not gonna. He's probably never be a starter for you, but. But if he turns into a third. Yeah. That's great. That's what. That's well worth the pick. Uh, then at uh, 245, we took Dylan Soner, the massive tight end out of fun Iowa one. State. Yeah, that's a fun one. Just because. You Just know. because. Right. We'll see what happens. Yeah, six, him. seven guys. that Maybe he's out on the Nueva. He could be. Right. You know, a Absolutely. big guy who played tight end wide receiver in college, and all of a sudden, hey, you know what? Maybe he's helping you in short yardage and just gives you another look. I mean, he's a lot different than Ebron. Yeah, and they like the tall tight ends. They do like the tall tight ends, going back to Spaith and Gentry. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they like, they like those guys. So. Yeah, it's worth a risk. I mean, That's our picks. There. Another guy that I, I, I like to take late, even though um, we filled the position earlier, is Chris Evans. Just yeah. To, just to take a flyer on him. I've heard you bring him up a couple times. Just and I think teams are going to, to maybe take more flyers on those running backs in later rounds if they go to a 17-game schedule. Yeah. Which I, they're I, going I to do. I absolutely see that. Because you just not you, – you, you almost have to factor in, okay, if we're going to get 25 to 30 carries a game out of our running backs. Mm-hmm. Can't do that with one or two guys. Doesn't add up. I'm like five carries short. You yeah. Know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Of and what year. if somebody gets hurt? You know, of because they will, especially at that position. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be totally out in the dark. You can't there. be light at running back going into a 17 game schedule. And maybe you just, it might be a small enough thing that one more practice squad spot than usual 
is a running back. Yeah. Maybe not even an extra roster spot, but one more practice yeah, squad keep, spot. Yeah, keep right. maybe keep two on the practice squad instead of one. Right. Just right, because. Right, right. And he's a perfect guy for that. You know, see what you have. There's a lot of those type of running backs I'm finding that are not the answer, but as a seventh rounder. Or the kid from Louisiana or you know, yeah, one of yeah, those yeah, guys. Yeah. That, a couple of those dudes. There's yeah. a dude from Tiffin that's actually kind of interesting, yeah. too. Yeah. You know, that had a good pro day that can run. You know, probably will help on special teams immediately. You know, put him on the practice. And you see that happen all the, you know, it's a Timmy Smith factor. Like, for one game, he was great. He was great. It was different (laughs) than doing it for 16. Yeah. You know, right. I wouldn't, if they bring in two prominent rookies at running back, I don't think that's a bad move. And I don't, I wouldn't be surprised by it. Priority free agent. Wouldn't surprise me at all. No, absolutely. I mean, you have to rework that that running back room. You have to. You have to. It's the weakest position on the team, including tight end. And tight end's not great, but. Running back is Ebron's worse. better than anybody they have. Yeah, right. right Ebron's right. at least an NFL right. starter. I still have a little bit of hope for McFarland, too. I mean, yeah. I haven't written a book on him, but I've kind of written the Snell book and the Samuels book. I've seen enough there to know that. I know what they are. Yeah. It's too pedestrian. Yeah. So, anyways, that's going to do fun. it for that one. That was a good, uh, nice little, I mean, we got we got ATN. Yeah. It's a weapon. I mean, that's going to. And I think if you do take ATN, then you definitely want to maybe take another running back later. Yeah, maybe get the 225-pound dude. And that doesn't super make you super predictable, you know. No. I mean, ATN can sit there and pound the rock, and, and another. No, guy he's can big. He's uh, when when I initially looked at him, like oh, he's like two hundred five pounds. He's bigger than that. He's bigger than that. Yeah. You know, uh, he's a weapon. Yeah, he's not Michael Carter. No, 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 no. Right. Although right. I don't hate Michael Carter though either. <laughs> no, he's a really <laughs> he runs player. hard. Yeah. Right. Gain well. You know, yeah. Those type of dudes. But uh, anyway, so that's going to do it for this edition of The Drive. Uh, So for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Brecht here on site, I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.